It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Welcome again to the CPG Guys podcast. I'm PVSB, one of the aforementioned CPG Guys. I'm also the Vice President of Commercial Strategy at Fetch Rewards, the mobile loyalty platform. I am particularly intrigued by loyalty and the applications of first-party data in the CPG retail industry. My co-host, aka the Sultan of SWAT, is an expert in omni-channel commerce, and he's fascinated by retail media in digital marketing. Boy, this is a, a great combination for today's episode. Anyhow, please join me in welcoming my dear friend, my cohort, my co-conspirator, Shri. Shri, how you doing? Doing awesome, Peter. I'm looking forward. I don't want to give away who our guest is till we introduce him, but anytime we talk to retail, especially one of the elite retailers in the country, it's always going to be a fun episode. That too, our favorite topic, Peter, media. 
So I'm expecting a blockbuster today. Of course, we'd be doing injustice no matter when this episode goes out. If you didn't mention, next week is the All-Star Game Home Run Derby. I'm looking forward to you getting on a plane and over to California. I can't wait to see Judge smack it out of the park twice at Dodger Stadium. That would be meaningful next week. Well, let's hope he does it there because he hadn't been doing it in the recent series with the Reds that the Yankees dropped. Shree, that must have really hurt. That kind of sucked, didn't it? Just kidding. 27 championships. How many do the Dodgers oh, have? Always, always back to the 27 championships. That's your crux, Shree. It's called a dynasty, Peter. A dynasty. A dynasty. Am I disappointed? We have one series lost in this calendar year, 2022 in baseball. Do you know who it was to? It was to the Reds. It sucked. All bottom of the ninth inning, 10th inning. Horrible, horrible. But at 63 and 27, you keep your mouth shut. That's what I'm going to do. All right, Shree. Uh, before we get to our guests, I want to remind our audience that all of our content may be found by visiting cpgguys.com. We have a brand new website with all sorts of rich content. You can filter episodes based on topics like retail media. We have a merch store. You want to get a mug? You want to get a t-shirt, a flask? We got it all there. And uh, of course, just sign up there for our forthcoming newsletter. You can stay in touch with us. It's all free. Just go to cpgguys.com. Well, except for the merch. You got to pay for the merch. But I mean, the rest of the stuff is free. And if you aren't already following us on LinkedIn, um, just open up the app. That's what most of you do. Or if you still use a desktop, use your desktop and go to linkedin.com. When you get to the page or the app in the search box, type in CPG Guys. You come to our page, click the blue follow button. That way you're privy to all the content we're creating. We put out a lot every week in addition to the episode. So again, it's all free. Doesn't cost nothing. Why not? You should definitely follow it. Uh, but come along on the educational journey with us. That's the best way to do it. And you know, we have another podcast, Shree, our friends FRM and Daniel over in the EU. Well, they've created the FMCG guys where they take our format and they talk to industry luminaries and fast moving consumer goods and retail from a European perspective. Just go to fmcgguys.com or go to cpgguys.com at the top of the page. There's a link there. And of course, we are very proud to partner with Next Up, formerly known as Network of Executive Women, whose mission is to advance all women in business and to promote the cause of gender equality and career development. Visit nextupisnow.org slash cpgguys to learn about this great group. And in the middle of every Wednesday episode like this one, we'll have a little break and we'll have a little Easter egg about current happenings, events, seminars, and educational opportunities. Please do check out Next Up. It's a really worthwhile organization. We're so incredibly proud to be associated with it. Now, on to our main topic. Of course, we're talking about our favorite topic. Well, Shree's definitely, mine increasingly, that's retail media. Uh, and while we primarily discuss on-site media. Today, we'll be discussing some off-site engagement capabilities. Joining us for a conversation on a new capability collaboration between their two companies are Michael Shu, VP of Media Strategy for Kroger Precision Marketing at 8451, and Alana Pollock, Senior Marketing Manager at Roku. Alana, Michael, welcome to the CPG Guys podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Great to be here. Thanks for having us, guys. We are delighted to have you both here, two notable players in this space coming together. I feel like it's that old Reese's commercial, bringing the chocolate and the peanut butter together. This is great. 
Two great tastes that taste great together. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to tell us. Um, before we get to the questions that Shree and I have prepared for you today, Michael, you want to let our audience know first where on the web they can learn more about Kroger Precision Marketing. Would you give us a brief introduction to 8451, the Kroger business unit uh, that you work at? Uh, thanks, Peter. Yeah, happy to. So uh, anytime you can find more information on KPM at KrogerPrecisionMarketing.com. Uh, first, I'll start, you know, as part of uh, the Kroger company, America's largest grocer, uh, really proud to be uh, an employee at 8451. 8451 is part of the Kroger company. We're a data science, analytics and media arm uh, focused on helping Kroger and our CPG customers really understand their customers uh, and activate on that with uh, advertising products through our KPM portfolio. KPM was founded almost five years ago at this point, really to connect brands with Kroger customers wherever they are in their shopper journey, on our properties, off our properties, in our stores, uh, and most importantly, hold those media investments accountable to real business outcomes. Our ability to close the loop, whether the sale happens in store or online and demonstrate performance is a, a real differentiator. And I know something that our advertising partners uh, find incredibly valuable. Thank you, Michael. That was very helpful. Hey, Alana, would you also inform our audience about Roku, uh, where they can learn more online and what you know specifically uh, you're doing in supporting advertising through that channel? Amazing. Yep, of course. So again, thanks for having us. I'm a big fan of this podcast. Generally, I've listened to so many episodes, so I'm excited to be here with Michael today. I am the senior manager of um, vertical marketing across the CPG category. And Roku is America's number one TV streaming platform. Hopefully there are some people listening today that are familiar with Roku from a consumer standpoint, but we work with industry-leading brands across our platform in many, many different ways. It's a super exciting time to be in the streaming landscape. And my role specifically, um, I'm really a go-between our partners and internally between our teams to really deliver data-driven marketing stories, really focused around CPG and work with our clients and brands around strategies that can help drive revenue, create that brand advocacy, both internally and externally. And under my remit is also the Kroger partnership, which is why I'm here today to talk with Michael about our partnership that's a couple of years old now that's been so successful for both Roku and Kroger. Thank you for that, Alana. And I can tell you on a personal note in the Bond household, we have three televisions. All of them have Roku. It is our exclusive channel for consuming visual content and streaming. So we're big fans of Roku in, in my household. So thank you for that. We're going to include uh, hyperlinks in the digital liner notes of this episode to both your LinkedIn profiles, to your company pages on LinkedIn and your corporate websites. So anyone who's listening, you don't have to write anything down. Just open up your mobile app. That's what you're listening to on at least at least 90% of you are. And just go to the liner notes and click on the hyperlink easy way. You can follow along and learn more as you're uh, listening to our friends here talk. So let's get to the questions. We've got some really interesting ones to cover today. I'm going to kick it off. And the first one's going to go to Michael. So, Michael, two years ago, Kroger and Roku partnered to integrate shopper data from tens of millions of shoppers with streaming ads on the Roku platform. 
what was kind of the genesis of this offering and, and how have you seen brands leverage this so far? Love the question. Yeah. So we got started more than two years ago with really the goal of finding Kroger shoppers where they are. We want to be wherever our shoppers are spending time. And that comes to life as part of keeping a really close pulse on where the market's going, on how consumers are consuming content, what media platforms are, are becoming most relevant, where people are spending time and paying attention. People obviously watch TV very differently than they did in the past. And so we knew we needed to partner with a leader in streaming TV. And that, that really, you know, obviously when we started KPM, you know, almost five years ago, we started with on-site media. And, and Peter, you even referenced at the onset of the, the podcast here that, you know, typically a lot of your conversations about on-site media, I don't think that's by accident. That's really how retailers became most relevant as media platforms by connecting brands in with consumers on that digitally constrained shelf uh, as, they, as they placed orders online and through their commerce transactions. Really, as we think about how retail data can power the addressability of streaming TV, that's the next big unlock for us. And that's really what we sought out to do two years ago when we formed the partnership with the Roku team. Brands can now focus their ad dollars on the most relevant TV audience and truly measure that impact of TV's effectiveness in ways that they never have been able to before, not just for online sales, but for in-store sales as well within our, our Kroger family of stores. Awesome. Thank you for that warm welcome to both you, Michael and Alana. Like I already said up front in our introduction, the best episodes are the ones when we can take a deeper dive into the world of media. Retail media, which is a fast-moving space in CPG and product these days. So um, one thing I want to remind our audience that we didn't cover up front is Peter and I have started a new LinkedIn channel called Retail Media Professionals. At the time of this recording on July 15th, it's three days old and we already have 200 professionals who've signed up. All you got to do is go to the LinkedIn search bar and just type Retail Media Professionals. You'll find it. Send us a request and Peter and I will consider adding y'all into the forum. It is a closed door conversation on retail media in the future. We already have a ton of retailers who've already signed up. That said, Michael, recently Kroger Precision Marketing announced an expansion of Roku's integration that now delivers to brands data-enabled private marketplaces. How cool is that? Can you break down what a data-enabled private marketplace is, how it intersects with Roku? and uh, explain why this is truly an enhanced capability for our audience. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Shree. Data-enabled private marketplaces, in our view, are, are really the new wave. If you think about the traditional private marketplace, it was mostly about the inventory and a curated set of premium inventory. What we're moving towards now and where we see brands' uh, attention really being focused is on this equal combination of data and audience, really premium audience data, paired with uh, inventory that creates this really rich connection for the end consumer and how the content comes to life. So we've worked with the Roku team to build uh, audiences and pair those audiences with the most relevant inventory so that there's those combinations of things that just make the most sense to the end consumer and don't lead with one or the other, but create this one plus one equals three connection. That means for brands, they can optimize their performance based on 
daily retail metrics like sales and ROAS within their private marketplace campaigns. And we've gone to market in, in such a way that helps that transaction become really seamless. You build the audience and, and curate the inventory according to your specific objective, what you're trying to achieve, what consumers you want to reach, what inventory you want to pair that with. And ultimately, we're delivering the right KPIs that help you both prove performance at the end of the campaign, but maybe even more importantly, optimize your buy throughout the life cycle of a campaign as it flights. Thank you for that, Michael. That's actually quite intriguing. Uh, Alana, my question for you, and I know this because, as I mentioned, my family has dramatically shifted its television viewing behavior in, in adopting Roku for various reasons. But I think coming from you, the subject matter expert, why don't you share with our audience what's different about how people are watching TV today and why is your offering that you've created with Kroger Precision Marketing really attuned to current trends? Yeah, no, happy to take that question. Um, I think there is a lot different about how people are watching TV today, even in my two and a half years in, at Roku in this position, just so much has changed. But Roku has, you know, we've always believed that all TV and all TV ads will be streamed. And what's super exciting is that's actually becoming a reality now. So for the first time ever in the upfront this year, TV streaming hours have surpassed linear TV against the 18 to 49 demo. So that's huge. You know, streaming has true linear scale, which is great. And we're really seeing brands um, continue to shift dollars into this space because that's where the streamers and the consumers' eyes are moving to. So, you know, we're working with nine and 10 of the Ad Age 200 brands now. Um, and I think why we've been so successful at Roku is we know that those one-to-one -one relationships and those um, direct data relationships with consumers or, you know, who you're trying to reach are more important than ever before. Um, also really hitting on some of the goals of retail media in itself. But we at Roku, we have that direct one-to-one -one relationship with our streamers, just like Kroger has with their shoppers. Um, and, you know, brands are going to continue to shift dollars into platforms where those relationships exist. And we're able to really deliver better results because of that data. Um, and I would say another really important thing about Roku, and we can think of our own consumer behaviors around streaming. There is so much content out there, right? You go on to even Roku. There's so many channels, which is amazing, and this this great amount of content. Um, but we also root our platform in fueling content discovery for streamers and making it easy for them to discover great content amongst our channels. And uh, I think you know there's going to be more to come in this, right? There's been so much change over the past couple of years, and a lot more to come. But again, what's super exciting here is this shift is actually happening and streaming is surpassing linear, um, really opening the doors for more investment into this space. So, I, for one, did not know that streaming TV has now surpassed at scale linear TV. How awesome is that? But one that would have, you know, many of us in the digital space would have kind of said that's going to happen seven, eight years down the line. And people probably laughed at that statement. But man, what a moment. That moment's actually here, which means from an advertising perspective and brand equity perspective, I too, like you, Alana, expect that brands need to really beef up and put some muscle into streaming TV. 
And so, Michael, that is the nature of my next question for you. You know, how does retail media connect with streaming TV and make them come together for a brand? Yeah, another great one. It's such a time of change and so interesting to see the the momentum behind streaming at the moment. Its scale is is obviously so important and that's why linear TV was king for so long, right? So as we've seen this shift, I think the ways that retail media can make TV advertising better, it's all about the data. The the content and the different types of rich content that Alana talked about uh, are incredibly varied. Linear TV was almost exclusively an upper funnel tactic. In our minds, the, the funnel has really collapsed and or gone in many, many respects. The, the shopper journey itself is so fragmented. And in my mind, I actually like to say it's a series of sprints in a lot of cases is, is everything. Almost any platform is commerce enabled now. Retail media can really change the game there to make those interactions most relevant. We do it in a number of ways. We do it through uh, custom audiences. So think about how you could uh, target your content most effectively to reach lapsed buyers, for example, or you know, folks that were new to the category to try to get them to convert to your brand. Um, if you think about identifying incremental households beyond uh, you know, other audience segments that you might have, and all of that is, is really powered by uh, Kroger's loyalty account data. Uh, Peter, you're obviously a, you know, a big fan of, of loyalty accounts and loyalty rewards. 96% of Kroger's sales are connected and tethered to our loyalty account. It gives us such a rich data set of thousands of variables and attributes. And we can actually help brands, even if they don't want to build custom audiences, we actually encourage them a lot of the case, in a lot of cases to build pre-optimized audiences. That's, that's kind of what we term them, using our science to effectively pre-optimize their campaigns to meet their own campaign objective, budget, timing, and really deliver on the right KPIs that matter for them. Wow, Peter, he actually said you know something about loyalty. I didn't know that. And data that too, Michael, you're giving out praise today, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was, uh, no, it was spot on. And, and having 96% of volume captured and associated longitudinally with the household means that you can build really refined targeting profiles of your audience and you can deliver highly relevant messaging. So that's great. I want to remind our audience that we're speaking with Michael Shu from 8451 and Kroger Precision Marketing and Alana Pollock from Roku. So Michael, why don't you take what you and Alana have just shared with us about this new capability and try to summarize for our audience, what does this integration really mean for the brands who are looking to invest through the solution? It really, it means two things. It means they can drive sales left for their brands and it means they can reduce wasted spend. At the end of the day, those are the two things that matter. We've, we've been in this partnership with Roku for nearly two years. We've tested all kinds of things. We continue to test all kinds of things, and, and that will only grow as, as our partnership uh, kind of continues into the next years. Uh, Kroger households that are also Roku subscribers, that match that we have, are spending 3.7 times more on promoted products that they're seeing in our ad units than the average Kroger household. 3.7 times. 
The partnership has also proven to be just incredibly value for building that sustainable long-term impact. We're in this time, as we all know, we've all discussed at length, this time of disruption for consumers. There's inflation, there's out of stocks, there's all kinds of things. Now is the time when brands, sorry, when consumers are building new brand loyalty. Getting your item in that customer's basket today and building that brand loyalty doesn't just drive a sale today or tomorrow. It drives that long-term value and long-term impact. And so this, this partnership has really enabled brands to be most effective with how they spend to drive that sales lift and reduce wasted spend uh, where we might not need it. Michael, I want to naturally gravitate to metrics for brands when they partner with uh, you both on this. But before I go there, I actually have a tactical question, Alana or Michael, for either one of you. And that is, from a brand perspective, what would a campaign look like from an outcome perspective? There's clearly the precision marketing opportunity of finding a new audience on Roku that erstwhile that a brand may not have been able to reach. And then you just talked about the lift of Kroger households, Kroger shopping households, also on the streaming platform, Roku streaming platform, which is another lift. But from a physical campaign perspective, does it mean an ad for Kroger purchases would be seen on the streaming platform? I can take that, Michael. So great question. And I think that's an important clarification. Um, What we're doing is we're taking a brand's creative messaging and we're layering on Kroger's targeting. So our teams partner together and collaborate um, to choose the targeting based on the goal or the KPI of the campaign. And that's run across Roku's inventory. And ultimately, Kroger provides the sales lift data after a campaign completes. But um, yes, it is run around a brand's creative messaging. And hopefully brands are thinking streaming first in this creative message um, that's being run. But that's sort of the tactical process of how this comes to life. That's awesome. Thank you for addressing that, Alana. So from a brand perspective, you all now have a chance to work with Roku to actually be able to reach a new audience and actually follow through on the measurement of the outcomes, which is the lift that, Michael, you spoke to earlier. Speaking of lift, Michael, could you address for us what metrics and measurements you offer to brands through this collaborative partnership you all have established? And then what would make those metrics meaningful compared to all the other ads brands could place in a marketing mix. Yeah, I'm happy to. So uh, we deliver mostly post-campaign measurement, although we do some real-time media metrics and other things as well. Really, we focus on uh, what you would think of as the core sort of business outcome metrics, things like sales, units, uh, visits, household penetration, all both from a straight uh, attributed, I saw the ad, I made the purchase, as well as an incremental uh, lift uh, analysis. We hold out a control on the front end uh, of the audiences that we push over. And we do, as a data science company, we do really tight analytics on how we deliver incremental sales lift on behalf of brands and really truly isolate the impact of their media investment on their store sales, whether those store sales happen in store or online. To go back to that, sort of 96% of our sales are tethered to the loyalty card that gives us that unique uh, opportunity. These uh, benefits traditionally within the TV space have, you know, certainly been constrained uh, to more more media metrics, flighting, impressions, viewability, other things, uh, and we've come a long way from just the sort of panel-based, you know, ratings measures alone, and that gives brands such a unique view into uh, how their 
brand investments are performing, how on a platform like Roku, they can continue to optimize their spend, pair the right content that they're bringing forward with the right audiences uh, and make optimizations along the way just to continue to refine and get better with every campaign they run. Thank you. That's very informative and uh, right in line with what I would expect. Brands are desperately looking, as I've spoken with this audience before, about trying to shift their marketing mix budget to mechanisms that provide robust measurement. And it's very clear, not only from my experience working with Michael at 8451's predecessor, but um, what you're describing here is right in line with what I would expect you to deliver, which is not just targeting, but actual measurement of the results. And that is what brands really want. So we've been talking very academically about what your capabilities are. What I want to do now, Alana, is move to the actual where the rubber meets the road. What does success look like for consumer packaged goods companies? Can you give us some examples uh, that you can really highlight how this capability has been brought to life? Yep, of course, Peter. I think, you know, this whole conversation has been great, but what is it without some actual results, right? I think what's been so great for both the Kroger team and the Roku team is that we've actually been able to drive success across multiple subcategories of CPG. So we're not just seeing success in food or personal care. It's truly across the board that we've been able to deliver results across the whole category. Um, I'll just highlight a couple of different examples here for the purposes of the conversation today. Uh, recently, we ran a campaign for Neutrogena for their cleansing wipe, so part of their um, skincare process and all of that. Uh, and we partnered together, like I said, our teams to really come up with the right targeting for this campaign. They were wanting to grow their sales inside Kroger stores. So we did a combination of light laps and current brand buyers, as well as people buying within the category um, to reach shoppers on Roku with that streaming data. And what we were actually able to see is 8% household penetration uplift. So huge number there, really exciting results for Neutrogena. And then sort of shifting gears. So we've also recently worked with a pet care brand or a pet food brand. So this brand went after new laps and competitive buyers in order to really steal category share. So that was a goal, can be a little bit of a crowded category, really trying to break in there. And for this brand, we saw 20% total incremental sales, as well as most importantly, shifting the category 31% through new buyer conversions. So huge metrics there, really exciting. The brand was, you know, very on board and happy to see these results. And then the last thing I'll highlight here today, shifting gears to the frozen food category for a frozen pizza brand. So if we think about the frozen pizza category, this can often be a crowded and very competitive category. Think about walking down the frozen pizza aisle at a Kroger grocery store. Lots of different options. Um, but again, our two teams worked here together to build that custom targeting. And what was really exciting about this campaign is that Households Exposed spent eight times more on this frozen pizza brand than the average Kroger household. So Michael talked a little bit before about some of the key metrics that we're able to bring back. And this is a great example of that. So comparing to the average household, huge you know, increases in spend 
34% sales lift, and we delivered a 4.6 return on ad spend for this brand. So again, all of these clients super happy with their results. And I think another thing about this partnership that's great is we are seeing some brands come in and test with maybe a brand or two in their portfolio, but then really extending this strategy across the portfolio to different product lines. Um, and like I said, we're seeing this success across multiple categories of CPG. It's not just one or two. It's really the whole gamut of what we've been running and testing within this partnership for the past couple of years. You know, Alana, you had me on everything except for frozen pizza. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. We don't eat frozen pizza here. We're the pizza capital of the world. Frank Pepe's. Shree knows. We've done the we've done the pizza challenge, haven't we, Shree? On to you. Somewhere in there, if you go back a year last summer, there's actually an episode of the CPG guys discussing pizza. And uh Alana, thank you so much for explaining in meticulous detail some of the lifts, such as the thirty-four percent. Uh, incrementality is and the 4.6 ROAS that partner that your partners are actually getting. Uh, so the big question I have for you is obviously you represent a great brand. It's in many households. What's next for consumers and CPG marketers in this space of streaming TV? You've obviously established this amazing partnership with 8451. Yeah, I think there's a lot coming next, right? I, I think hopefully from this conversation, you've all heard what an exciting time it is to be in this space and in streaming TV. I think for me, what I'm most excited about um, and, and what's coming at Roku is that this year's new front, we actually unveiled um, shoppable ads. So I am really excited about the extension of that and to get that out in the marketplace. Um, that was a big piece of what we talked about at, at the new fronts, you know, kicking off the upfront season this year. I think for me, too, what is really exciting is this continued push to make TV a performance driving channel. And Michael's touched a little bit about that as well and what that means for Kroger, but really helping brands navigate this space as they move towards these shifted KPIs and moving TV down the funnel into this performance driving channel. And then I, I think there's going to be a lot of innovation in this category, especially with CPG brands around how they show up and surround great content that exists in streaming. I talked a little bit in the beginning about how much content there is, and that is a, a big, big emphasis of what we're doing at Roku is investing in really great content um, to bring to streamers and that so brands can get on board with us and, and join in on this content journey. And, and the other thing I would say I'm most excited about is the continued evolution of our partnership with Kroger. Uh, we've talked so much about how successful it's been for both of our brands and a lot more to come here and continued success for CPG brands in the space as our partnership continues to evolve with the Kroger and the 8451 team. Couldn't agree more, Alana. I'm, I'm so excited for the continued partnership. I'm so excited for uh, what everything we're doing, frankly, just means for consumers. You know, we hit on it earlier. You know, consumers are going to continue to migrate to streaming TV. Kroger is continuing to invest in the digital experience and expanding our store footprint and our you know, automated fulfillment center uh, footprint into new markets. 
the scale uh, is only going to increase uh, for both of us and, and how today's sale impacts tomorrow's routine is going to be so critical. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, how brands are investing in sustainable long-term impact today uh, is not just about today. It's not just about the 34% sales lift or whatever it turns out to be on any particular campaign. It's about the long-term value that you're creating, the long-term relationship you're creating with a consumer uh, as they feed their family every week. Uh, and it's just such a such a fun and disruptive time in this industry to, to create special things together. And I'm, I'm so excited about the continued partnership with the Roku team. I want to remind our audience that if you go to cpgguys.com, you can find all of our content. It's all free. Uh, we're producing a lot of it, and we hope it's very educational for your needs. And if you think you or your company have some thought leadership to contribute to this community discussion, just drop us an email at contact at cpgguys.com. Maybe you can join us on the podcast. Don't forget to go to cpgguys.com at the top of the page, click ratings and leave us a rating and some feedback. We really appreciate it. And of course, we're always grateful for the now 15,000 followers on LinkedIn of the CPG guys. Um, I'm so excited about what you guys talked about today, but the problem is like, I live in New England and there aren't any Kroger stores near me. Michael, what do I gotta do to get Connecticut elevated on the list for Kroger sheds to open up and I can start getting my home delivery so I can get some more personalized advertising on my Roku device. Seriously though, thank you guys both for coming onto the CPG Guys podcast and talking about your powerful new advertising and measurement mechanism. It's really impressive. It's right in the sweet spot of what Shree and I love, which is data-driven personalization and, and using retail data to drive a meaningful marketing message. So thank you both for joining us, Michael and Alana. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. All right, so Shree, how about that? It touched on both of our sweet spots. It was like the Venn diagrams were completely overlapping each other, 100%, <laughs> right? Uh, there's so much we can take out of this. What are your key takeaways from this episode? I'm going to start right up top, Peter. You know, we started with data-enabled marketplaces. With premium, the key word is premium audience data, which means for brands, you can optimize the entire campaign lifecycle during the campaign being run, and you can just get a much better outcome, which kind of connects back to why at the end, Alana spoke to a 4.6 row, as in the example she gave with the brand in terms of uh, the outcome that you get in this partnership. Then we jumped into a learning that I think all brands should pay attention to, a key data point here, which is in the 18 to 49 demographic, streaming TV is actually overtaken broadcast linear live TV, which is a big deal, which means Folks, y'all heard it here on the CPG, guys, your media mix. This needs to be a larger part of your media mix. And, of course, you can reach out to Roku or to 8451 more on this partnership. We also heard right here on this episode, media is a series of sprints. I love that language that Michael used because I wish we would all treat our media mix as a series of sprints all year instead of locking it in. And a Roku partnership allows reach in new places with precision. That's the best way for me to summarize it from a brand perspective. And then we also talked about loyalty. And we also realized Peter's pretty good at loyalty. And uh, in the loyalty space, 
Alana gave some examples of how, you know, there are repeat purchases and larger baskets and things of that nature that we're finding out with this richly enhanced data. And then um, we also talked, I asked Alana the question, you know, can a brand hold on to its own creative, which very much a brand can, which was good to hear because brands want to get their messages on. Now you can reach Kroger 8451 shoppers directly in that process. And let me wrap it up with another key metric, which is a 4.6 ROAS. Pretty cool. Uh, it would be a shame if I close the show without actually putting that out there. So congratulations to both you, Michael, and 8451, and Alana Pollock, you from Roku, for this partnership you all decided to put together. We love bringing all kinds of news about new capabilities in the industry. Hopefully a year later, you know, whenever we have you back, um, you all can come back with a whole lot more examples of what's going on with brands because it's a new capability and we'd love for the audience to get to know it. And Peter, needless to say, get on the plane, get here. It's game time. Uh, I just, as soon as I finished my message to Rodney and Stuart asking, where's my shed? Because I need to start shopping Kroger again. I miss my simple truth. I miss a lot of things being in New England. So looking forward to that. Shri, as always, can't wait to spend more time with you. All-Star Game is coming up to our audience. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Goodbye. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.